Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From the City of Angels in Los Angeles and the Big Apple in New York City, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver at caregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg at thecaregiverspace.org. <laughs> and we're coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on 25 global audio and video platforms. I just discovered another one. Every time I Google myself, I realize, oh, my gosh, I'm on another platform. iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, HealthyLife.net, Vimeo, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, MixCloud, Listen Notes, Blueberry, Player FM, Podcast.com, VIP, Internet Radio, TuneIn.com, Facebook Live, Owl's Tale, U-Book, CastBox, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and, of course, CareCreverDave.com. And I apologize, I can't remember what the 25th one is, but I'll write it down next time. <laughs> We're proud to be voted. I want you to do that in one breath. I really yes, do. Yes, I know. You keep saying that, and I keep trying. <laughs> but I'm an old guy, you know. We're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM. Maybe I'll let you do it in one breath. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. And one of the top I don't intend six. to be on that many. <laughs> and one of the top six best podcasts on Caring.com, as well as the number three podcast out of thousands of caregiver podcasts on Feedspot. And we have an exciting show planned for you today, don't we, Adrian? Yes, we do. <laughs> Two of my favorite people in the world, me and her. <laughs> <laughs> we or have a good time. Her and me. Yeah. But before we get started, yeah, we had a cancellation. Can you imagine someone canceling? Uh, 24 hours uh, before the show starts, uh, maybe it's coronavirus-related, but we have to give people the benefit of the doubt because, you know, these are not normal times we're living in, are they? No, these <laughs> are the end of days. <laughs> the end of days. Wow, I'm glad you said that. Um, <laughs> I, want thank, I want to take this moment to thank my last week's guest, who I think was uh, Lauren Gelberg Goff, a psychologist, author, and speaker, become best known for creating the powerful life-changing program for caregivers. Take your life back. Is that the last one, Adrian? I'm not if sure. Not, it might have been the to, second I'd have, have to look thing. it up. Who I, can I'd remember these things? My... We're living in the last days, you know. All <laughs> right. Just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com. You're able to watch the last three without becoming a member, but we encourage you to become a member because you get a whole bunch of stuff, including coaching from yours truly. Or you can find them on any of our other 25 global networks. No, Camille Superson. Oh, yes, Camille Superson. How could I forget her? That was because of another cancellation. We had two cancellations in a row. Imagine that. There you go. I'm sorry I didn't interrupt you, but I just found no it. Problem. So. No, it was, a, it was a valid interruption. <laughs> you know, this is not fake news. We like to report no. the truth here. So um, uh, welcome to the show, Adrian and Dave. <laughs> Why don't you take a minute or two? You know, we never ask ourselves this question. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, and then I'll answer the question. Why don't you take a minute or two, Adrian, and... Um, 
introduce yourself, I'd like to ask people just who is Adrienne Gruberg and why was she put on this earth? How's that? Tables are turned now. Adrienne Gruberg is a creative, giving, caring person who was put on this earth to be an artist, a writer, a philanthropist, and someone with great insight and you really got me here with great <laughs> insight and um, compassion uh, for caregivers and others uh, but I I was here to both create and help people. And would you answer that before you became a caregiver, if somebody asked you that? Or did it change? Uh, well, I mean, now that I'm actually helping other caregivers, mm -hmm. yes, I was a caregiver. I am a caregiver to other caregivers, as you are. But um, I, I would have identified as a caregiver a creative soul and a caregiver mm. while I was caregiving, yeah. Yeah. You know, I noticed something interesting as you were talking. Um, you you know about the three um, uh, types of, what's the word for them? Uh, the way people um, hear things and communicate. There's the audio people, and they say things like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And then there's yeah. the visual people who say, ah, I see. And there's the touchy-feely people, the kinesthetics, who say, oh, yeah, I feel your pain. And there's, there's clues, there's tells to tell. Um, for example, when a person is thinking and their eyes go up and to the right like yeah. yours do. Yes. You know what that makes you? No. I, I think it's a visual. Are you a visual person? You bet. Okay, so I'm right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and then, oh, I and then I believe if it, uh, I, I can't remember this exactly, but if they go down, if your eyes go down, I think that's an audio. And if your eyes go to the left or to the right, I think just that's leave. The <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've ascertained that Adrian is a uh, visual. And I am also a visual too, because when I, I also go up and to the right when I'm thinking of stuff. So maybe and you know, a lot of people will criticize you when you stop and think and and look up. Oh really? I never noticed. Rather that. than look directly at the person that you're talking to. Well, then they're ignorant and they don't understand things. Because sometimes you need to take that pause and look off to collect your thoughts and say what's important. Yeah, and as a speaker, blabber. silence and a pause is much better than ah, uh, um. Oh, let's see. my brother you know, all has the filler been, words. My brother has been giving me. Hell, public speaking, Adrian, you can't just get on there and just say, <laughs> um, all the time. You've got to stop saying, um, which is what I'm catching myself doing on oh. my 
daily Facebook posts now. And yeah, silence is better than um. Uh, uh, he even says, even though it seems awkward at the time. But, yes, uh, everyone at CNN and Fox and you know all the other media outlets and on radio, they are notorious with their ums. It's like, are they professional or what? You know, so I guess everybody does it. And you can tell when someone is ad-libbing because they will pause and do ums. Obama is really bad about, uh, they just played something he said the other day, and it, it took him like a minute to say something that someone can normally say in 15 seconds because he kept pausing and thinking and hesitating. And But he and had so, something worthwhile to say. Yeah, and the point is that um, <laughs> you can tell it wasn't a prepared or rehearsed speech. He didn't memorize it. Someone just asked him something off the cuff. And and I'm the same way. When, when I go on some of these interviews and they ask me something that I hadn't thought about, I will also uh, be tempted to um it and you know it. And, but you uh, have to think about it. Yeah, you have to think about it. And I wish yeah. I could get in the habit of just keeping silent instead of saying my ums and my filler words. And it, it does. It feels awkward when you say it or when you don't say it. No, when you say it. <laughs> no, it feels awkward when you pause and, and are silent because you're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is dead dead space. I should be saying something. No, the pause is more powerful than the word. The pause is more powerful. And right. as I've been watching myself, <clears throat> I, I did a whole post yesterday it was 10 minutes long, and I I paused. The first time out, I didn't realize I was saying, um. Yeah. And then I redid it because I couldn't stand it. Wow. Now, my cousin Leslie says that I need to smile more. But you can't you always smile need when to you're smile. talking about certain <clears throat> things that are just so heavy but if you had a smile on your face, it would be totally inappropriate. <laughs> well, that's true. I thought you were going to say you can't smile and talk at the same time, but yes, you can. Just, oh, of course you just, can. Just, you know, tell me about a sexual escapade that you had. You can't help but talk and smile at the same time. Well, depends. <laughs> yeah, unless it was a bad one. Yeah, All right. right. So go ahead and ask me the question. Dave... Who is Dave Nassani? And take a few minutes to tell, tell us who you are and why you were put on this earth. That your impersonation of me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it straight, but yeah. No, you got it right. Um, oh, I said it again. I said, um, so let me just pause and look up. Hmm, that's a great question, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep question. And see, those are fillers, too, that, yeah. that that I'm thinking I better say something. You know, nobody's ever asked me that before. That's that's a great question. Is that true? Uh, um, <laughs> did I say um again? Uh, you did. Is that true? Well, let me do that one over. Uh, I'm going to slap true? your hands every time you say um. Is, is that true? Um just sounds so natural to say when someone says, is that true? I think it might be true. I don't remember. I've I've asked that question hundreds of times to every single guest. 
I but know. no one, no one has ever asked me that question. So I'm probably not prepared to answer it. So now I'm well, on the cuff. You just threw it at me, and I had to yeah, answer. Yeah. Well, there it. you go. You would think that one time when we asked someone else the question, we would say, "Gee, what what would I say if somebody asked me that?" No, forget it. Okay. What? Why? What's the question? Why was Dave Nassani put on this earth? Mm-hmm. I think who the is answer, Dave Nassani, and is, why was he put on this earth? I think. Like you, the answer would be different if I, if you asked me 23 years ago and you asked me today or if you asked me as a teenager. Because a lot of times we don't know what our destiny is when we're 19 or 20 or 21. We got married at 21. 50 or 60. Yeah, some people <laughs> still don't some know. Some people really change. So I have to I have to answer today as I look back because we don't know what we don't know, and when I was those younger ages, even though I didn't realize what my destiny was and what my purpose was and who I really am, it applies now because this is who I have become. This is who I have evolved into because of the bad things that have happened to me and the good things. I had lost a lot of money in 2008. Eight, yeah. And it changed me dramatically. I almost lost my house, almost lost my business, almost went bankrupt. But I kept my peace, I kept my happiness, I kept my joy, I kept my faith, and it reminded me, wow, my faith is really real. Because I know a lot of people who claim that faith, and then when when trials come, they, they right. go by the wayside. right? And I've discovered that you really know the true worth of a person, not when their bank account is full of money and when their wife is happy and and uh, the doctor says you're in the peak of health. It's when your wife serves you divorce papers, when the attorney says that bankruptcy is the only way out, when you're overdrawn in the bank, when you know the doctor says you only have three days to live and stuff like that. That's what determines... Uh, the character of a, of a guy. Well, if your wife serves you with divorce papers and you're going bankrupt, you're yeah, golden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Or one or the other, you know. One or the other, yeah. So Dave Nassani is a very complicated guy. Um, I always tell people, half-joking to my wife and to my kids when they criticize something that I do or forgot something and says, I've told you three times, right? And I say, hey, it's not easy being Dave Nassani. <laughs> I got a lot on my plate. Try walking 24 hours in my moccasins before you say that, which it's funny because uh, th that's the look my wife gives me every time I give her a hard time. It's like, oh, yeah, you think you have it hard? Try living 24 hours with half your body not working and your mouth not working so yes um it's not easy being me why is it not be easy being me because i have i wear so many hats you know i'm an entrepreneur i'm a husband i'm a father i'm a grandfather soon to be a great-grandfather i am a caregiver i am a caregiver's caregiver i uh, take care of my employees, so I'm an employer in addition to being an entrepreneur. 
I have, um, see, I'm looking down while I'm thinking. That must mean I have some audio in me. Otherwise, I'd be looking down. <laughs> I, 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 really got me on the spot here. Now you're looking left. Now I'm looking left. I'm, see, I'm well balanced. I'm yeah, kinesthetic, just, audio. You're and just wearing all these different hats. I'm a very well balanced person. You know, they have temperaments too. You know, the, the people who are fun motivated, I got about a third of that. The people who are cause motivated, you know, save the whale, save the planet, save the caregiver. And then there's the uh, ones who are money motivated. That's me too. Got about a third of that. And then uh, the one that I'm very weak in, and that's the green people. Those are the uh, the anal people, the engineers, and the bookkeepers, and the CPAs. That's not my. Uh, I got about ten percent of those of that. Numbers people. You know, I'd the real... rather hire those people. Yeah. Now they're kind of boring. <laughs> Please forgive but me. But they're necessary. Yes, they're the ones who would, who would, when you ask them what time it is, they say, "Well, it's twelve thirty-seven and seventeen seconds." Yeah. <laughs> or you'll ask them for a number, and they'll give you the. Uh, well, I've got to round up the sense, but it, here's the number. Right. You know, the very detail they they paint with a very fine pencil, and the other people just paint with with very wide brushes, etc. So David Sani is a guy who's all those things. He's balanced. He's sometimes he can be very money motivated. Sometimes too much. Sometimes he can uh, give the shirt off his back to people, a philanthropist. Uh, sometimes he gives away too much, and sometimes uh, he is uh, saving the world and saving the planet and saving his kids when they get into trouble. Sometimes too much. <laughs> so um, I always tell people that when they have a debate, you know, basically you can put it in two categories. You're making decisions based out of either logic and reason or your head, your brain, or you're basing them out of uh, empathy and sympathy, your heart, your emotions. And it's no good to just use one exclusively or the other, or you'll feel like a dictator, uh, you know, someone who has cold water blowing, flowing through their veins, versus the other extreme is the one who's always given the, the store away. And, you know, he has. And not thinking about the consequences. Yeah. So I say you should both let them vote. But the brain should have veto power. The brain should have 51% votes, and the heart should have 49. Yeah. I've told my kids that since they were very little, and um, uh, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> Whether they listen or not is another issue. But I've always told them that. And so I try to do that. I don't always do it, but I try. That's my goal. And that's who Dave Nassani is. He's a, he's a well-balanced. Well, that's more than just a couple of minutes. <laughs> well, I know, but we got minutes, a whole hour. Dave. We got a whole hour, so I figured, what the heck? I mean, I employ people, not as many as you do, but I was an entrepreneur. I had my own business before I went into this, which which informed me a great deal about how to go about this business the demographics Are you a born and entrepreneur or did you learn how to be an entrepreneur um i 
learned how to be an entrepreneur. See, now you're looking to the left sideways, so you're balanced too. Ah! <laughs> no, I learned, I guess that's the business side. Um, yeah. I learned how to be an entrepreneur. Um, now, the thing is, I'm not a financially successful entrepreneur. I mean, <laughs> I had a business where everybody got paid except me. Well, that um, happens in entrepreneurial circles all the time. All the time. <laughs> but I was content doing the work, and I knew that I had Steve there as a buffer. Uh, he would always rescue me if I needed it. I tried not mm. to. I tried not to ever need it. Uh, I might have to cut close to the vest, but I learned a lot of lessons and. I think you keep learning lessons about being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Let's take a but break. I like, to, I like to hire people in the areas that I have no strength in. I've learned that. Um, I can't try and do my own taxes, for example. Sure. <laughs> no way. No way. Yeah, that is so boring. I mean, I, I do balance my checkbook. It, it's a pain, yes. but I... I'd rather do it so that I know what I have. When I met my wife, um, and this should have been a red flag, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I realized that she never balanced her checkbook. She just would get the, the envelope that comes in the mail with all your canceled checks, and she'd throw it in a drawer. And she opened I the drawer, see. and there were there were hundreds of these things. It was a big drawer. Never <laughs> opened? Unopened. And I said, how do you... How do you balance your checkbook? She goes, "Oh, every month I, I just I just add twenty, thirty, forty dollars, you know, just in case. And when it gets really out of hand, I just close the account, and open a new one at a new bank." He says, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing much has changed, by the way." <laughs> it is a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Our featured speaker is a best-selling author who has written numerous books and articles. He's a speaker, life coach, and host of Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver radio program. He frequently appears on television and radio shows all across the country and has even shared the stage with Suzanne Summers at Harvard. But his most important role is caregiver to his beautiful wife, Charlene, for over 22 years. Please welcome Mr. Dave Nassani! I want to share with you a love story. In a couple of weeks, my wife and I will be celebrating 44 years of being together. My wife, Charlene, and I had a fairy tale, storybook, romance, courtship, and marriage for the first 21 years of our lives together. One day out of nowhere, my wife has a headache, the headache of her life. She suffered a massive stroke, and it left her severely speech impaired and paralyzed on the right side. And in that moment, our world turned upside down. I gotta tell you, the next two years was like a living hell. I just, I just didn't know, know what to do. do. I felt guilty most of the time. I became a caregiver. I didn't even know what a caregiver was. I was experiencing the same problems that other caregivers experience. If you don't take care of you, I can't take care of her. Well, that's why I wrote the book. Now I can teach other caregivers. I'm living proof that you can thrive as a caregiver. My wife and I travel now all over the world sharing our story. One day, life is gonna call upon you to be the captain of your boat. Heck, you might be saving your own life. Thank you. Yeah. 
And we're back with Adrian Gruber and Dave Nassani. You're both caregivers. Uh, Adrian, former, and me, current. And we're talking about uh, just stuff. And I thought of something when you were saying what we can talk about for the rest of the hour, but I totally forgot. It has <laughs> something to do with... This uh, work, Dave. <laughs> It was good, too, but it'll come back to me. Uh, it had something to do with um, uh, not necessarily the coronavirus, but it had to do with caregivers. It had to do with uh, it current to do with events. Being sequestered? Um, it was something you said. I That doesn't ring a bell. Um, but there's so many things we can talk about. Isolation? With, uh, Perhaps uh, you said something about someone was asking a question on your website. What was that? I don't know. Oh, see, you forgot too. <laughs> well, you know, people are wondering uh, just what we were talking about. How how are you coping in this virus environment, right? Because some people are yeah. handling it okay. They're tolerating it. You know, they're getting a little antsy, but some people are just freaking out, you know? Well, yeah, some people... And some they were people at the very beginning, too. I know. There are really just some people who cannot cope, not just with being alone, because um, sometimes if you're alone, you can be alone with someone mm -hmm. or all by yourself. Um, happily, Eddie's here, and I'm not alone by myself. He got here on March 11th, and I have a feeling he'll be here until the end of August. Uh, he's he may doing... never leave, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean, he's, he's, he's doing his deals on the phone, but he's, he's got to set up appointments for people to come and look at all of these Is he happy things. in New York? Does he like New York? Yeah, he has his own place in New York. Oh, does he? He doesn't stay there. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has his own apartment in the and theater. It's not rented out or anything? He can't rent it out because it's a rent control building where there are lawsuits pending. And um, he's waiting to be compensated for things that the landlord didn't provide that he said he was going to. And then he's waiting to be bought out when somebody else buys the building and wants him out of there. So I he's see. not taking any chances because that's so he's an renting. He's renting. He's renting very cheaply hmm. in Manhattan. He has a studio. We call it a one-bedroom. It fits in my kitchen. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't you want know, to stay there either. <laughs> and, um, good, good part of town? In the theater district, yeah, it's a good oh. part of town. He's on he's on Restaurant Row on Forty Six mm -hmm. between Eighth uh, and Ninth. Bachelor Pad. It is, it is the the street with the most restaurants in New York and cabarets and. Is he allowed to sublet for a no. higher rent? No. Really? No, he tried that and. His landlord said, uh-uh. 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 Share the wealth. Yep. So he doesn't, the 
that God doesn't seem to care that he's not there at all, but no. uh, Sorry, he I would keep care distracting us. he didn't, from, didn't do it. Yeah, he wasn't keep there. Keep distracting us from the topic at hand. So, um, yeah, a lot of people have trouble coping with life in general, and this just made things worse. You know, whatever, everyone's going through something, right? Everyone is either emotionally insecure or doesn't want to be alone. And, you know, there's just a whole list of other things. I've got this thing on my wall that says, how are you feeling today? And there's like 32 little right. faces. Right. Some are going, ah, and some are going, eh. And so that's, that's just a small portion of, of the emotions that people feel. But this, I've this got is, three this words right before. now. Three okay. words: fear, mm -hmm. uncertainty, and yeah. doubt, and they're driving the world at this point. That's true. Because uh, no media, one knows. Media doesn't help at all. Well, even media marketeers, uh, no, they people who care what you buy uh, yeah. or have have. A driven political agenda. No, they don't care. But yes, there's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And that was what my post was about yesterday. Um, it's it's not easy to think about it, but that's what we're all living with every day. We might not be be afraid of it, but be. I mean. I'm not afraid of it particularly because I know what to do to to make myself safe. But, but you feel better that Eddie's with you. Yeah, obviously. I feel better that I'm not alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I no one. I am, alone. however, supposed to be looking for a new place to live, and I can't. I can't leave the house. They're not showing apartments. Oh, wait a so minute. Did I you can't... did you sell your place? Yes. So what is the? I'm supposed to be out the, at the uh... end of October. Oh, and a long they time. still haven't closed yet. They were supposed to close yesterday. And... Can they back out or no? Well, they can't. But if they back out, they lose a lot they lose of money. Lose deposit. Okay. And they. Even if they try to blame the virus, they would lose a lot of money. What we're afraid of is that now now they're going to try and renegotiate but i don't think that's where it's at with them um but they haven't gotten their financial statements to my board yet so more uncertainty uh yeah, i know they could afford the place yeah. but they're preparing their financial statements, and they should have had them prepared already, but the virus has kept that from happening. So yeah. I have doubts as to when that's going to actually happen. Um, but not I'm not afraid it's not going to happen. I believe it will happen. So uh, do, you, do you believe people are starting to understand that their politicians don't really care? that all this is just talk, that everything they do is really in their best interest and not the public's best interest? Do you think most of them? there's yeah. a lot of cynicism happening in the political climate of and I the, think, the I Americans? And I think people are real, uh, look, you've got an election coming up. 
um, not just the presidential election, yeah. but I think the next two elections, both this one and the next senatorial election and representational election, are really going to to yeah. uh, be thought about an, a great deal. People are an, not happy an, with their representation. Think it's an anti-incumbent uh, mood again. Um, I think it's been an anti-incumbent move since before he was the incumbent. Uh, I really do, but nobody thought he was going to win, including him. Um, yeah, I'm talking about locally, too. Yeah, well, locally, locally we have to have – I mean, I'm in Manhattan, and I'm in New York State. I have very experienced representation, and my – my governor, I'm not pleased with my mayor, but my governor is right now setting the tone for what the rest of the country should be doing. And that has me feeling very secure. You mean sending uh, old people back to nursing homes so they can be infected? <laughs> Who said that? That's what he did. No. Where, where did you get that? How else did the um, population of nursing homes be responsible for such a high percentage of the deaths? He didn't send people back to nursing homes. He he wanted to empty the hospitals for the beds, and so he no he, no 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 no. He no. sent them to a nursing home, and the nursing homes got infected. That's what that's there what were was reported on to the be news. Putting people should be. Well, I don't know what channel you listen to. But, <laughs> but you know, there are, there are motels and places that people who need to be quarantined are Well, he's doing it right now, but I mean in the beginning. Uh, oh, no, in the beginning, it was catch as catch can. Um, it was all new. Not a, all right, so you're saying the reports Nobody really are, knew are what suspect. they were doing, but I never heard that he was sending... Yeah. Sending people back to nursing homes to die. Well, I, I, I don't mean, know what channel you're listening like to. It sounds like death panels is what you're talking about. That's <laughs> well, what it I'm sounds sure, like. I'm sure he didn't do it on purpose. It just made sense. Hey, uh, okay, you're you don't need to be hospitalized anymore. Where are we going to put you now? Well, the logical place is in a nursing home to in rehab. Not realizing that um, they could infect. Right, because they still have the virus. But there are degrees. There are degrees of rehab. You know, there. All right, let's get back are. on the topic. So, um, people have options, right? How instead of freaking out, let's talk about the ones that are just freaking out that are not doing one. When you say, "How you doing? I'm not doing well. I'm not doing well. I'm not doing well." And they're they're really not doing well. <laughs> they're are these people just hanging still, on. Are they by their still isolating, or they or have have they tried to go back to work, or are they, well, they can't go home? back to work? What? Um, there are people. I don't know if you have any, but uh, there are people who are just feeling like they're a prisoner in their own home. They're mm -hmm. feeling like they don't want to be around family members as much as they have been because right. what family gets along, you know, after a while. It's like, remember, you had kids and they had a best friend and they got along great, but then when they spend too much time with each other, they start fighting and bickering, yeah. and then you tell them, okay, I think you've spent enough time with your friend. You need a break, you know. 
And that happened with our kids all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they wouldn't recognize it, but we as a parent would, and we as would separate parents, them. As parents, you saw it, sure. And, you know, give them a week off, and then uh, after the week, they were so happy to be together again, you know. Back and with then, their friends, yeah. And then slowly you would see, okay, you're spending too much time together because, you know, can I do this tomorrow and then the next day, the next? No, you need some breaks because you will get sick of each other. And that's why I warn my kids, you know, uh, whoever you're going to marry, you can really get sick of. You need to just kind of have a long engagement, at least a year would be ideal. I mean, my engagement was a year and three months. I knew what I was getting into when I married my wife. And I was happy with it because we had never fought, never had an argument. She's a great cook. Um, she's experienced. I am like laissez-faire. So it was a great match. And But some people, man, they're three months to get married some people one month to get married i've heard i i don't i don't get that i don't either but it's love at first sight adrian <laughs> but the point is uh people shouldn't be cooped up with family members or whoever there it is they're living with right especially you know boyfriend girlfriend who are living together right and they were about to break up before the virus, and now they're oh, stuck Oh, well, that's what other. it's like January 1st. After the new year, there are more divorces filed for because people are taking yeah. stock of their lives. When you're stuck in the same place with someone, it's yeah. in your face all the time as to what you can't stand about the person. You know, it's... And you know it's been it's been long enough um, now forty five days or whatever it's been. Uh, people are starting to ask questions. Uh, just customers coming in the station when we ask them, "Sir, you need a mask," you know, they they immediately uh, start giving commentary. Well, you know, uh, this world has survived for thousands of years, and and more people have died, and they 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 bring up examples of other pandemics in the past. And not as many people have died. And and so it just makes you wonder, yeah, why this is the first time we've shut down something for X number of people who have died. And, I mean, life is about dying. It, it just happens, you know. Sometimes it's a plague. Sometimes it's a flu. Sometimes it's nuclear war, whatever it is. Um, you just go on. This sometimes World War Two, right? Uh, uh, you just... Go on. And we I'm wondering it. what changed where everybody or somebody, and then everyone agreed, came up with, uh, oh, we've got to shut this thing down because it's too dangerous. Well, there have there been are, other dangerous things. People are just are asking, people, is all I'm saying. But there are more people than there used to be. The world's crowded. crowded. Uh, we now have all sorts of ways of communicating. And trying to communicate through, you know, working from, working from home and, like, God, Zoom has taken off. Mm-hmm. But um, people, people can work from home. They, they have managed to keep in touch. In, 18, in 1918, we lost 875,000 people in the United States versus God knows how many millions, like 90 million mm-hmm. people died worldwide. Um, but uh, technology has changed so much that 
instead of people dying on the streets and having, you know, the the, the horse-drawn carriages, horse-drawn carts saying, you know, bring out your dead, mm-hmm. it's not the same thing as it used to be. Yeah. Um, for me, for, I think if this is a this is an aside. I have a friend who lost her father yesterday. It's going to be forever until they can have a funeral. Oh. It's yeah. if there was, some Hasidics there was, had a funeral anyway in New York, and what you can't just, uh, they did it. You can't. You did hear about they, that, though, right? And I mean. It, I they were allowed my, to do it. I mean, they were told not to do it. They did it anyway. And I mean, 1,400 people went to this funeral. How many? Fourteen. Oh, that was the rabbi. Yeah. That was the rabbi. No, no, no. Yeah, that but, was that, those I mean, that was a crazy, big event. And then, those are crazy uh, of course, people. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot I of people. I will say that they're you know, Jewish, and I think they're crazy people. <laughs> You mean there's crazy Jewish people out there? Imagine that. Oh, many. Crazy everybody. <laughs> Every kind of this, just a cross section, you know. It's um, um, it's heartbreaking that so many people are dying alone, and that so many people can't see their loved ones either in hospitals or in senior senior residences. Um, in senior residences, they're trying to have the families talk face to face on tablets and things, and and they're being supervised because these people don't know what they're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. It 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 hurts. It does hurt, but it has made shutting down more possible even with the size of our economy and yes it's going to take a long time to get the economy back but um these are there are going to be new things new opportunities that present themselves as a result of this i believe mhm i i scientific um and and maybe work from home strategies and things like that that more and more people look i really think that things like real estate office real estate they're going to take mm-hmm. a hit because they found that so many people can work from home they're not going <laughs> to be they're not going to be renting the, the the huge offices that they rented before if they don't have to yeah they'll yeah, be taking some people that money. on there's some people on Facebook. Let me just give out a phone number if somebody wants to call in. It's uh, 1-408-419-1715. Again, that's 1-408-419-1715. And you need a, um, a meeting ID, which is 512-012-382. Again, the phone number, 408-419-1715. And the meeting ID is 512 You should always have that across the bottom of the screen. I should, and as soon as I figure out how to do that, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you don't learn how to do it on, on a character generator, you can, can always print a... out a sign. 
And I can. Put it in the middle. Well, my signs are my signs like backwards, or let me see. Is, can you read no. that? No, no, no. That's not backwards. Mm mm. Well, I can read Nasdaq and faster, better, easier, extra pack twenty. Okay, <laughs> so that's all. All right, well, it's yeah, all, I'll do that. And then. Chris Rock has been staring me in the face for weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock, gotta love him, right? Love yep. him or hate him. Okay. What did I say the phone number was? It's, uh, let's see here, 408. Are you binging? What do you mean? No, I'm not binging. I don't have time to binge. You don't have time to binge. Okay. I wish I did have time. Uh, I do watch when my wife wants me to be with her, like on date day. We watch Rain about... Um, Mary, Queen of Scots, and the King of France. And that's right. interesting. 1715. On what? On Netflix. That's all we really watch. Netflix. <laughs> I wish that's all uh, we watched. I, I search so many channels every night. <laughs> We've watched almost everything. <laughs> so you've run out of things to watch. Okay, I wrote it down. I don't know if you can see that. You're holding people, it too close to the screen. People out there. See, I see it backwards, but I guess you're, you've turned it around. No, it's okay. We can read it. All right. So. Print yeah. it out next time and have it on right. a nice, neat piece of paper at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> or wear yeah. a T-shirt. Yes, Adrian. I'll put it all over my <laughs> T-shirt. So if you want to talk to us, because, hey, we're valuable people to talk to. Uh, people pay a lot of money to talk to us, or at least they should. <laughs> um, ask your question. If you have a coronavirus question and you want to, like, be part of the conversation, we don't have much more longer to go. What time is it? Uh, uh, 5.35. Yeah, we got a little little time to go. But uh, I recommend maybe 10 minutes, actually. Yeah. So do it. Do it. I'm going to put my hand down now who's getting tired. So if you didn't write it down, you don't want it. There you go. Oh. How long is this going to take? The $50 million question. Remember that show? $65,000 question. Well, did it say the same? It always changed the number. Always sixty-five thousand. No, 50, the $65,000 question was always the same. Uh, millionaire changed. Who wants to be a millionaire? They changed They changed format so many times on yeah. that one. It's ridiculous. So how long is it going to take? Um, L.A. had their first day open. Maybe that's another reason why we were busy at the gas station because Makes Friday – Friday, they opened up the parks and the trails and the um, the beaches and not, other not things. Uh, yeah, there are still some municipalities who are, are a little stricter, but there are some, like San Diego, who says <laughs> they were doing it before you said it, and they were getting in trouble. Orange County, of course, uh is, uh, you know, this place, the uh, Californians, Southern Californians are strange people. They put up with a lot of stuff to live here, the weather. You know, they don't put up with the weather. They put up with a lot of stuff to get the weather. 
And one of the things that they, uh, reason why they live here is the beaches. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you can't go to the beach when you want to and it's hot outside, 85, 90 degrees, you're not living in America. We're living I in the Soviet Union. I don't want to go to the beach. I want a pool. <laughs> yeah, but you're not a Californian. You're a New Yorker. No, you know? but I, I have actually been thinking of leaving New York. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Ojai, California. Well, then it's a good thing you didn't buy a place yet. Well, that's the point. Now that you would I go to Ojai, really? That's a wonderful place. Did Eddie tell you that? You didn't even we know what Ojai, Ojai was, right? Have you seen it? Did you visit Just it? Just online. It is. It's very. It is right down the block We've from been me. Looking, I mean, and he, hop, skip, and jump to the beach. Sed- he's always talked about Sedona. It's beautiful, mm. but there's nothing yeah. to do, and I don't play golf, and I don't play cards, and I don't play bridge or mahjong it's or anything else. It's a good retirement. Uh, so I don't want to. That's. I mean, it's beautiful, but I'd be bored. Uh, it would. It's like be Greenwich Village on the West Coast. Oh hi. Yeah. Yeah, that's you're what Gren- I want. You're a Greenwich Village kind of girl, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you'd fit right in. That would be yeah. awesome. I as I vote you to do that. As long as it's close enough for Eddie to be able to get to auditions if he chooses to, you know. Well, if he's in Silmar now, he can get to Ojai yeah. in um, forty-five minutes, I think. Right. You know. Not and bad. I, I can get to Ojai in forty-five minutes. And you can fill him up. <laughs> fill him up. I can fill him up. And that sounds like a good place to plug my second book, Getting Hosed, Secrets, Confessions, and Tales of a Gas Station Owner. That book is still <laughs> selling, to my amazement. Just got my royalty really? checks. And I says, wow. Well, it's a fun book, you know. Uh, people have this fantasy, what's the word, the the correct root word? I was, it's a fantasizing, but um, fanaticism. No, it's not. It's it's. They have... Just uh, something with the gas station industry. Fascination? That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with fantasizing, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> they have a fascination. See, we make a good team. Um, with the gas station business, every time I go to a party or something, so they learn I have a gas station, the same questions. And they're all the same. That's why I wrote the books. And I just say, here, right, read the book. But they want to know, um, can we charge what we want to charge? Or does the oil companies force us to charge? They want to know, you know, am I wasting my money putting premium? Should I be getting regular? They want to know, is mobile any better than Arco or better than that no-name brand down there? Uh, you must have muted yourself because you were talking, but nothing came out of your mouth. <laughs> what brand are you? I'm mobile. M-O-B-I. You're mobile. Yeah. You're one of the biggies. Yeah, I've had five stations in my life. Um, Shell was one of them, and uh, Texaco was one of them. Mm-hmm. And my own brand, which was a cute little Derek, um, uh, it was called It's a Gusher, and the uh, it's <laughs> and the uh was it an oil Derek with oil shooting out, you know? And I loved it. It was. I did you have your own? Did you have your own wells? <laughs> no, didn't have. No. My own oh no. Yeah. 
but it didn't do well. Talk about an entrepreneur who doesn't make money. Um, all yeah. those other stations, uh, because at that time, we're talking about stuff that caregivers probably aren't interested in, but you never know what caregivers are interested in. Sometimes they need They're a diversion. They're interested in it sometimes in diversion. Yeah. So we're giving you a diversion here. Um, being in the gas station business, I don't know if you remember, Arco used to be sure. um, a major player. Arco was just like Mobile or Shell or Texaco. And then they, they built the Alaska Pipeline. And they got all this cheap crude that came right across the pipeline. So they decided, okay, we could either pad our profits with that money, which any self-respecting oil company would have done. But they had a different plan. They decided um, that they were going to lower their price 10 cents a gallon above, below everyone else. And what everyone else was, they're going to be 10 cents below it. And so it seemed like all of my stations had an Arco across the street from them, and they all did poorly because how can you compete? You know, mm -hmm. in those days, you were lucky if you were making 10 cents a gallon margin. Right. And you'd have to give it away at cost. No one's going to do that. So they built a tremendous brand doing that. A lot of people don't realize that they, they are a major brand. Uh, at least they were, and, you know, unless they're doing something funny with their gas, uh, it, it's it's good gas. But um, that's what caused me to just get rid of all those other stations and just stick with the one that's always made money up by a resort community up there, and people come in because they need gas. You know, they're not shopping around. Uh, their tanks are on empty. Their bladders right. are on full. They need a restroom. I serve coffee, espresso. They need to stay awake. And so it's a gold mine. And I've had that place for 40 years. And it was a miracle that I got it because um, it almost didn't happen. But God made a way where there was no way. He parted the Red Sea. In fact, <laughs> that, that very verse uh, in Exodus is has very special meaning to me because I almost lost getting that station because I had sold my station on the promise that they would give me a station, and they reneged on the escrow um, right when the gas shortage started, the second gas shortage mm. in 79. And so, like, I'm out without a gas station, and you can't get any. They're all taken. I and they're remember. All and they're all very expensive, and I was going to sue them. But they said, well, go ahead and sue us. we got attorneys downtown to do nothing but answer lawsuits. But then they I remember I had to get up at the crack of dawn then because I was taking car to work at the time. And yeah. I would I would have to – It was I had to wait for a station in the Bronx to even <laughs> open. Yeah, and my there dad was used a line all the, way, you know, all the way across the, sure. the, the bridge waiting to yeah. <laughs> get In those it. days – more than half our oil came from Saudi Arabia and from the Arab world. Today, we are energy independent. A lot yes, of people don't like that. They think that we should get rid of fossil fuels and just, you know, yes. uh, get rid of cows and get rid of airplanes. And, uh, you know, you talked about crazy Jews before. These are crazy liberals who, you know, excuse me, but this is what made America great. And we've got hundreds of years worth of fossil fuel and, and you just want to get rid of it and... I'm sorry. Uh, go start your own country and make it green, but uh, I don't think this country should do that. You know, there and is, I'm, I'm an there entrepreneur. Is... I'm speaking as an entrepreneur, and I'm speaking as yeah. someone. You're going to take away the lifeblood and the goose that laid the golden eggs of prosperity. We have blessed the world with our prosperity, our in 
ingenuity. Ingenuity. Well, I mean, right now we're having problems. You know, we've got, they're killing thousands and thousands. They're, they're, um. Animals? Uh, what's the word? Euthanizing thousands of cows a day. Yeah, pigs too. And pigs. And so they're and trying to. And you look to... at the number of people that are going hungry. I know. And Trump's it's trying to sign wa- something. Such a monumental waste. And yet you they're can't. afraid of lawsuits. Plants it's... yet because that's a breeding ground for the virus. Yeah. So Why don't they just do it outside? <laughs> do it? What is it? Butcher. Butcher outside. Yeah. In the you fresh know, air. what we don't really know yet is whether or not our food can carry uh, the virus. Someone told me that animals can, your dog. So if you take your dog to the groomer and they've got uh, COVID-19, that the dog can bring it back home. Is that really true? I don't know if the groomer has to have COVID-19, but I know that, well, Shotzi's a shut and she never goes out. Um, but dogs and a lot of uh, cats and dogs have both presented with it. I don't That's know if it has scary to do with thought. the groomers or not. It could just be with the air that they breathe or, or whatever they pick up on the streets. We're trying to calm caregivers down and we gave them one new thing to worry about. <laughs> oh. So just forget what we said. It's not true. Just Google take it. comfort in your pet. Yes. You know, uh, the real thing is to know God, because uh, if you're going to die, you're going to die. I mean, we're all dying, just some sooner than others. Right. And, um, you know, when I go on vacation and stuff, I make reservations. I have my ticket. I have my hotel room. If if you're going to die one day, make reservations. You know, read the Bible and, and do what it tells you to do to prepare for the next life. I know every religion has their their um, different interpretations well, of it. Well, I'll pre-plan mine. I, I will pre-plan mine. So that it's not on my brother or my niece or my nephew or yeah. any family. Yeah. Well, I'm not just talking about pre-planning for the, uh, no, the but grave, I mean, of course. It, but it, yes. it talks about it's what you want in terms of your service, in terms yeah. of how you want to be buried. It's everything. It's it's everything. And really. as they say, uh, make your peace with God. Because everybody right. has, uh, you know, we're the creation. God is the creator. He made us. If he talks, believe me, we will hear his voice, <laughs> you know, because my dog knows my voice. <laughs> All I got to do is says, hey, you know, if somebody else says, hey, he won't answer. But he knows my voice. And when God speaks, you will recognize his voice. And so make your peace with God, okay, so that you yes, have a place to go. You're saying I'll recognize his voice. That's what he says, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk to him, and he'll answer. And with that, we've run out of time. Okay. So it's been a weird show. And it's been a weird we, show, but it's been We didn't fun. just talk about caregiving and the coronavirus. We talked about, like, any and everything, like... Like the uh, the show on Saturday Night Live, we had some coffee talk, right? Yes, yeah, coffee talk. <laughs> and it's talk. we hope we gave you a nice diversion from reality. Yes. And that was our purpose, and so we didn't just want to give you reality and news and stuff like that. So 
Just uh, it's hey. all a little pertinent. There was yeah. there were. But we were you being know. we were being sociable, and we were being <laughs> uh, you know talking about silly stuff and stuff that's not that important in the world scene, but um, stuff that uh, just friends would talk about. So uh, that's it. I'm going to let everybody go, and we'll see you next week with a real guest. Not that we aren't real guests. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we're fake guests. <laughs> fake guests. No fake guests here. All right, unless they cancel because of the coronavirus, but well, uh, you never know. Yeah. And now uh, I'm running out of guests because I maybe uh, we'll start to to just have to take people off the street. <laughs> maybe we were supposed to have a year's full of guests at the at the New York Publicity Summit, and they had the noive to tell me that they're cutting it down and having only the major outlets and not us little guys. Uh, so you're not you're not being included you, in it. I sent you an email or or something, right? Did you get it? Oh, you got to check your email. Yeah. So I says, hey, I did what's going check on? my email. And they said, they says, I'm sorry, uh, we should have told you, but um, uh, we're limiting it to like 60 producers, whereas before they'd have 150. So because. We're limiting it, and and uh, I guess less people signed up for it to talk to the producers. Will, will you be entitled to get the list of the people who signed up for it? Now that's a good question. I don't know if I will or not because well, I would try. Uh, I'll see what they can do. Because you, you could, you could, you know, call you people from it. that from the yeah. herd. We had counted on this, and we this is where we get our guests from, and and you owe me. I'll say it nicer, though. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great day, and I'll talk to you guys later. Talk to you have next week. Have a good week. Thanks for showing up, Adrian. You're, You're welcome. Faithful. I know I could always count on you. Bye-bye. Bye. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise like the birds will never sing